0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: The following show is a proud member of the Show Doc Network. Learn more about this show and other great shows by logging on to ShowDoc.com. This week's episode of System Showdown is sponsored by Blog Talk Radio, the Sports Docket, and by the FCC. They won't let me be. They
0: won't let me be me.
1: Welcome to System Showdown with Quas and John. Tune in to hear John, a Mac lover,
0: go head-to-head with Quas, a Windows addict, to find out which system
1: makes the grade. Presented by ShowDoc.com. Hello and welcome to the
0: System Showdown episode 60, our milestone 60th episode right here. I'm Blog Talk Radio and produced by the Show Dot Network on the Show Dot Radio channel. Uh, tonight we're talking the latest tech news of the week. We'll cover Apple, Microsoft, and everything in between. Uh, we're coming to you live tonight from Brooklyn and Queens, New York, for this February twentieth, two thousand and twelve. Back on Wednesday night, and I'm Ethan Kaufman, the PC guy.
1: And I am John Schreiber, the Mac Guy, as always. And we have a great show for you guys tonight. we got some wonderful topics that we personally picked ourselves that we're going to be talking about, including big news going on live right now at Sony's event. The PlayStation 4 was just announced. Google Glass, new big thing. You could buy one, but it's going to cost you, and you have to meet Google's creative standards. The FCC is moving to ease Wi-Fi congestion, and we'll tell you all about that, including the allowance of wireless signal boosters. Twitter is becoming hacked. Do you, are you safe? We talk about the Burger King and G packings and what you could do to make sure that your account doesn't become next. Also, our friends at Yahoo are rolling out a brand-new homepage, which hasn't been changed in, like, five years or so, and we're going to be looking at it and telling you what we think about it. And finally, we're going to do everyone's favorite segment, App of the Week, coming up later in the show. This week we're going to be focusing on weather apps, so be excited.
0: Yeah, and you don't want to miss our App of the Week segment.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely not. It's a great app, isn't it? we got two great apps this week, and we're not going to reveal them until we get to that segment. They're really cool. Yeah,
0: and also... Mm-hmm. Um, John, what's up with, oh, first of all, about the Sony story, which we're going to discuss more later on. Uh, Sony's timing of the uh, event, the PlayStation event in New York, is ahead of the Xbox event. Do you think Sony did that on purpose?
1: Uh... Hmm, Well, it's an interesting question that you play it that way because it comes down to the thing, not only Sony and Microsoft, but also Nintendo, these three companies, like at least recently, have been known to release competing products at around the same time. Nintendo just happens to be a little bit earlier. Their competing product, which I believe they call the generations of gaming consoles. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure this is the eighth generation of gaming consoles, I thought. So Nintendo already announced, I want to say a couple of months ago, the Wii U. Actually, they already released it. I'm wrong. They already released yeah, they already released the Wii U. And right now, Sony and Microsoft are sitting their thumbs. Uh, Microsoft has so far sta- you know, been fast, very silent about it. They haven't said anything about what they're planning on doing. Sony, on the other hand, they're getting all the press now because, ooh, PS4. And it, it's just breaking now. Like, I'm watching my Twitter feed for news about it. I, they literally just 10 minutes ago confirmed that the name will be PS4 or PlayStation 4. So like to answer your question, it comes down to the thing where I well, is, definitely... Uh, hmm? Is Sony well, uh,
0: trending on Twitter right now?
1: That's a good well. question. Let's check the trending topics right now. Browse, trends. Yeah, PlayStation 2013 and PS4 are both trending, along with Sony and another story we're going to be covering, Google Glass. Those are all trending right now. So tech That's is awesome.
0: trending on
1: Twitter. What else is new? That's awesome. I'm actually really happy about that. Half of the topics that are trending on Twitter right now involve technology. That's and it awesome. And has nothing to do with Microsoft
0: or Apple.
1: Hmm, you actually made a good point about that. Nothing to do with Microsoft or Apple. I, I didn't notice that, and I'm actually kind of shocked about that. But then again... Like, uh, Microsoft and Apple, we're not going to be talking about that much this week, despite our show, you know? Like, that's our show theme, but uh, there really hasn't been anything too big as far as Apple and Microsoft this week. There's actually one thing I do want to mention later on about Microsoft and Office for Mac that could, you know, go back to our roots about Windows versus Mac, but we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, like, this is going to be exciting. Like, if you look at the story on The Verge, uh, like The Verge is what well, so I mostly use in order to get our stories. Uh, they are going... always
0: on the verge of doing something.
1: Oh, that's funny. <laughs> they're always on the verge. <laughs> that's clever. Uh, I'm but is
0: yeah. on the verge of having his first, his first uh, uh, alcoholic drink to celebrate our 60th show. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, like, dude, like, I'm saying, let's say that for our 75th, you know? Let's both get drunk and have a drunk show. That would be fun, you know? You'd <laughs> uh, be like Dignation, you know? Remember those guys that used to just, like, drink and do a show? That was great. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I totally did not mention Dignation. <laughs> but, yeah, let's see. Like, about the PS4, like, if you, I'm looking at the Verge's Twitter feed right now. Apparently. The PlayStation 4 could upload video while you play, allowing users to watch games remotely, which is pretty cool. It allows you—I'm guessing—that allows you to share your screen, which is kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. But yeah, I question though. Like, you're not much of a video game person, are you, Claus? Uh,
0: I wish I was. Actually, <laughs> this would be a great topic for our sister show, the Blue Zone Report with Michael Raz.
1: hmm Absolutely, it would. That's a great show. If you guys want to check it out, it actually just rebooted. Its first episode premiered uh, about half a week ago, and you can check it out at com slash BZR, and it has some great topics. And I guarantee you he's going to be talking about the uh, next show, definitely PS4, since like they're really our video game sister show. We don't talk much about video games, but we talk of, more along the lines of the technology aspect of it. Because uh, like I'm yeah I'm looking right now uh, apparently like I don't know who tweeted this but I saw it go by apparently uh, the PS4 is pretty much just a, a high end PC. It, of course it doesn't run Windows or anything like that. I'm sure you could hack it too, but it's pretty much just a high end computer that's designed to play video games, which is fabulous. And yeah I'm excited. Like would are you willing to get a console if you had to buy a console? Which one would you pick? Sony's, Microsoft's, or Nintendos. Uh the Wii. Oh, nice. Yeah, the Wii is great. I actually have one of the older Wii's. It's really fun. Like uh the Wii mode is just fabulous. Uh, like it's as far as controlling the games. I know it's considered old technology now and Microsoft Connect and Sony has the PS move or whatever. And it's still Mike Nintendo was the one who popularized that kind of gameplay, instead of using a, a standard controller. You could, use, like, move your hands throughout the air and actually stand up to play a game, which is great. I agree with you on the Wii, you know? Like, the the thing, though, is, like, from what I've been seeing, the Wii U, which is the Wii successor, got a lot of lackluster reviews. Have you seen these? Uh, like, I, I heard about it, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah,
1: like, it's the thing, like, it's the, it's... For whatever reason, they said that the software isn't there yet, the launch titles weren't that good, the controls were buggy, the software was buggy, the second screen doesn't really have a purpose yet for games, and I give kudos to Nintendo for trying something new. Like, who would think to put a screen into a controller? Yeah, it it seems like a brilliant idea on paper, but it doesn't work so well as far as execution. That's just the way I see it. But... I'm excited. I'm going to be watching my Twitter feed throughout the show, and if I see anything that's really big about the PS4, I'm definitely going to mention it if we're in a lull or something. I'm, ex- I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, you got anything else to say about that, or should we move on to the next story?
0: Let's move on
1: to the next story. Our next story. What's our next story, Claus?
0: Our next story is going to be about uh, Project Glass, oh. Uh
1: all right. What's Project Glass, cost For those listeners who don't know.
0: Well, basically, Project Glass is a. Uh
1: huh. It's a project from Google, right?
0: Project from Google that costs. It's an. It's uh, Google's new augmented. Apologize for my delay. It's Google's new augmented reality headset.
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, it's pretty and you just,
0: much... Uh, you just heard John's headset ring.
1: Okay. You're John funny. Must,
0: John must yeah. be testing out Project Glass right
1: now. Oh, yeah, I got a secret pair. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm trying it out right now. But, yeah, I really wish, because, like, apparently they're opening up applications to people. If you want to try and apply using Twitter or Google+, Plus, you have to say, I think, in less than 50 words, why you are the creative type who deserves to have one? Help them test it, but it's going to set you back. Like, would you be willing to pay that much? You know how much this is it going to cost? How much would you be willing to pay for a really fancy pair of internet-connected glasses that have like a built-in camera and like a little screen on the glass? How much would you be willing to pay for that? 150. Wow, 150. Not bad, not bad. It's going to be costing about ten times as much as that. 1500 bucks in order to get one of these test units. And that's even if you're selected by Google. They're selecting you for the privilege of giving them $1,500. <laughs> it's crazy when you think about it, but that's the effect that Google has on people. Which, you know, like, I'm not going to lie. If I had the $1,500 laying around, I might just, you know, try and throw it at them because... If you look at the video, like, uh, again, on The Verge, if you go look at theverge.com, uh, and you see, I think it's the main story right now, Google Glass. Uh, Google Glass UI previewed a new video. It looks really cool. Like, if you had a pair of super glasses, what would you do with them? Or for yeah. that matter, what would, you, what would you want to be in your super glasses? What features would make you want to spend $1,500 on a pair of glasses? What would they need to do?
0: Uh see people naked?
1: I don't know. <laughs> uh, 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 I, I would kill for a pair of X ray glasses. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I, I know, I'd love to have naked glasses. I'd be fabulous. Like I think you're thinking of beer goggles though, you know? Like it's, <laughs> like the old phrase, if you have your beer goggles on, it makes people look much better looking, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But of, saying
0: that. <laughs>
1: that was funny though. I like that. Like because it always survives I think it'd be old kind of lame, but I like it. Uh, if I had to pick one superpower, I would definitely have x-ray vision. So I could see through women's clothes. I mean, walls. I could see through walls. yes, walls. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it comes after to the thing I'd be really impressed. If, like, at the pace that Google is going right now, they could very well be building something crazy into these glasses, and we won't even know about it. Because, uh, the specs on these glasses are kind of insane. When you think about, it. they I assume they have either Wi-Fi or cellular connection to the internet. They have a built-in camera. They have you could see through the screen and actually see like you could see through the screen as if it's clear glass and look at everything. Like if you look at the video, it shows like in the upper right corner there's like something that's going on and you get to look at it without it distracting you. But then again, it comes down to the thing: like, would you really want people driving around with these things on? They could be like watching YouTube while they're on the I-95 or something. You know, it just spells disaster to me. Because <laughs> like, even if you watch the video, I think it shows like someone flying a plane or something while their friends are watching on video chat, which is absolutely terrifying to me. Is
0: this something related to Google Hangouts or not really?
1: Well, yeah, so it's kind of. Like, I think it does hangouts, actually. Like, it integrates, like, knowing Google, it integrates with Google+, Plus, which is really cool. And uh, I'm pretty sure it could do hangouts, which is great. Like, uh, I don't know how many people. They didn't show, like, multiple people hanging out.
0: But it's I'm pretty sure. There. Yeah, go ahead, John.
1: Sorry. And I'm saying, I'm pretty sure you could do hangouts. What's your question?
0: <laughs> what's my question? My question. Yeah, what's
1: your question? Yeah, your no question. <laughs> yeah, I'm wow. wondering
0: is this is this at all related? Uh, remember when Google was trying to design the robot car?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well they're still doing it. Uh, like uh, I forgot what they called the uh, the autonomous vehicle. I think it was called. Yeah, but I'm sure they uh, got some. Of, what about what we, about? We
0: discussed this topic on your this show.
1: Mm, yeah, I actually did. I think I want to say that was one of the earlier episodes. They did talk about that on this. If you guys want to talk, if you guys want to see, I went all into about Nevada, the state of Nevada, legalizing Google's autonomous cars. If you guys want to check that out, it's at blogtalkradio.com/this. T H I S. And it actually may be like I'm sure they got people from the same team that are working on it. Uh, it'd be a waste not to because it's a lot of the same things in a way. Like, uh, it's both, like, I don't know actually because it comes down to the thing of uh, the car is more artificial intelligence, but I'm sure there's definitely some AI going on with whatever is going on with glass. Because if you look at the video, I think, uh, uh, like, the, the voice command on it, it works via voice commands, so you don't have to do anything. So that is a built in microphone for voice commands. All you have to do is say "Okay, glass," and your glasses activate, and they could like do stuff, which is insane. That's and I'm
0: sure. Exactly, the Siri of Google.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, they're competing head-on with Apple Siri. And uh, if you try right now, if you if you have an Android phone with Google Now on it, or if you have an iPhone or an iPad with Google Voice Search installed, or the Google app installed you could play with their voice assistant and you know coming from the Mac guy it's really good it's even better than Siri in some respects in some respects
0: i'm reading through it right now you can you can scroll through your emails without once reaching down to dig your to dig your smartphone out of your pocket
1: mhm and that's the craziest thing you know like the, the crazy thing about the gla- the glass project is that it requires no tactile feedback at all, I don't even think there's any buns on these things. Besides my bun, you do it all for your voice, which is incredible. You said and, buzz,
0: but, me of Google buns,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, I know, right? That is funny. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it comes. Down to the thing. Like I love getting a pair of these. Like you're right though, when they do make them more affordable. Like what do you think would be the sweet spot? for most people to want to buy them. What price would Google need to set these glasses at for them to become as accepted as an iPhone, for example? How low would they need to make that on price?
0: And are they going to be prescription glasses,
1: or...? Hmm, that's actually not a bad idea, but those are going to set you back. Look how much, like, dumb glasses cost now that don't do anything. They cost a lot on their own. Imagine how much they're going to cost with all the fancy Google stuff on them.
0: Oh, so, uh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got, you think they cost $1,500 now. They're going to be like $3,000 if you want to put prescription lenses in these bad boys.
0: Yeah, and we're wondering if anybody in our audience would like to get these glasses and why and and how much would they be willing to pay for it. Uh, during the show, of course, as always, we want to hear from you on the phone lines. As we will be taking questions from our listeners, you can give us a ring at 315... Uh, 315- uh, actually, it's not the number. That's the one numbers. of our numbers,
1: but it's not that one.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, that's one of our numbers. Yeah, that's one of that's, that's one of our uh, off-show numbers.
1: Uh, that's a great number, isn't it? I love it.
0: Yeah, it sure is. Uh, actually, the number is three four seven four two six thirty nine zero three. You can also chat with us on Jabber chat if you're still into the the good old AIM instant messaging stuff. um you can chat with, like, with the iMac guy. The only Mac issue, John, is going to chat about.
1: Um, mm-hmm. Just don't talk to me about PCs. I don't know that stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you can give him a, a, uh, an IM at uh, J- shybird, S-C-H-E-I-B-E-R, at jabber.org, and myself, Ethan Kroffman, at jabber.org. So, yeah. That's the uh, details. You can also find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash showdown, which we still own. That's an, uh, at, and, uh, an off-air topic about whether or not we still own it, but, of course, we do still own it. And mm-hmm. uh, and you can also uh, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash system showdown. And if you're all listening to our show, like the post on Facebook so we know.
1: Oh, and retweet us. Don't forget to do that. Retweet us.
0: Retweet us. Yep. Retweet mm-hmm. us. Re- and share um, us. Yeah, share mm-hmm. us around.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And let's see. A couple of other things. Uh, we're also on Google+. Plus. you guys want to check out Google Plus page, just go yes. to Google+, and type in System Showdown. We'll pop right up. Make sure to ask to your circles. And, uh, yeah, let's see. Uh, you're listening to us, and you want to send us a long message. You could... Get old school on us and send us an email send it to showdown at showdock dot com that is s h o w d o w n at s h o w d o c k dot com we love gang emails fan mail's fabulous and if we like it, we just might read it on the show john who's,
0: Serge, who's sergey brin is he uh
1: ah, sergey brin i pretty i i want to say he's one of google's founders along with larry page i want to say that because I'm pretty sure that's right. <laughs> I hope so. I'm looking yeah. right now. Yes, Sergey Brin is a Russian-born American computer scientist, an entrepreneur. He co-founded Google with Larry Page. That's why. That's who he is. Yeah, so Sergey Brin,
0: Sergey, according to the Christian Science Monitor, Sergey Brin took his glasses on a ride uh, across the New York City subway. Now, John, we've rode the subway before. That could be quite a trip.
1: To uh, take your glasses on the subway. hmm Like it comes down to the thing. Like I think I know what you're alluding to. It comes down to the thing. Like the New York City subway isn't the safest place in the world. But if you look at these glasses, like if you look at the guy, they really don't look too much different than real glasses. You know. So it's kind of like a camouflage. You know. If you have an iPhone and you're walking around on the subway, you're in for a bad time. But like, if you have these glasses, they blend in pretty much. No one's going to give you a second look, you know? People will just think, hey, you know, that's just some guy with some weird glasses, you know? They don't think, oh, that guy has a computer on his face, you know? <laughs> but, wow. yeah, like, it comes down to the thing, like, uh, once these get more popular, though, I do think that bets will definitely go spike with them, you know? So what do you think would be a good anti-fet system for these kind of glasses? <clears throat> what do you think would be a good anti theft system for these glasses?
0: An anti what?
1: Anti theft. Like you don't want people to steal your face. How are you gonna prevent that? Like if you're walking through a bad neighborhood and someone just comes over and steals your glasses. Um, maybe it's like
0: the find your iPhone type of app. I don't
1: know. <laughs> mm-hmm, that'd be great because it's funny that you mention that because from like I might be wrong, but. I'm pretty sure Google doesn't offer any kind of Find My Device service on their own. There's definitely third-party apps like SeekDroid, which I use online. I have an Android phone. I use SeekDroid, which is a third-party app for the Google Play Store. And there's also Plan B from Lookout, which is really good. But Google doesn't have a Find My iPhone kind of thing with – their devices, from what I recall. And uh, there's definitely other companies that provide it. Like, I know Moto Blur has one, HTC right. has one. Uh, but, you know, it seems like they'd what be does stupid. Be,
0: does HTC stand for something touch command?
1: It doesn't. Like, you'd be like, it's actually kind of funny what HTC stands for. You wouldn't think it'd stand for this, but it sounds kind of professionally. But I'm pretty sure it's high-tech computer.
0: High-tech computer, I, yeah.
1: Like, yeah high-tech well, computer well, corporation.
0: i the genius, so I'll give him that.
1: <laughs> uh, I try. I, I just like knowing what things stand for, you know. It's high-tech. Like I don't think they're called that anymore. They changed their name. They're not like HTC doesn't stand for anything anymore. It used to be the High-Tech Computer Corporation. It's like the same thing with NPR. It's not national public radio anymore. It's just NPR. The letters don't stand for anything anymore, you know, which is crazy when you think about it, you know. Like, uh, same thing with even KFC. It's not Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. It's just KFC, you know. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just giving branding examples. Even with the Y, Like you know the YMCA? It's not the YMCA anymore. It's just the Y, that's their name. It's the Y. And it's crazy when you think about it, like if we're talking about branding, because it actually goes really nicely with the next story I really want to cover, like before we move on to some of the bigger ones, about brands. You want to talk about that? Sure. All right. Well, cool, cool. Because like, I do want to mention this. If you have been watching any of the tech news lately involving Twitter, you'll see that apparently two big players – in tw- on Twitter, two big brands, Burger King and Jeep, had their accounts compromised earlier this week by a group that was, uh, I think they like, they claimed to be anonymous, which is the group not actually anonymous. They claimed to be part of Anonymous, the group. And they, yeah, so they claimed to be part of Operation Whopper, which uh, they changed Burger King's profile and make it look like that they were, uh, bought by McDonald's and they changed Jeep's profile make it look like they were bought by Chrysler. So, like, again, then they sent out a bunch of tweets. Like I do there's some of them are so bad I don't want to actually say them on the air, but if you want to look them up, I'm BuzzFeed took a bunch of screenshots. But it comes down to the thing, like, John, how was, do you was, uh-huh. it similar what? The,
0: was it similar to the Fox News uh, thing?
1: Like it, like it's funny that you mentioned that because I remember that Fox News Twitter hack. Surely like it, it, it's a lot less worse because let's be honest here, this is a fast food chain and a car manufacturer. You know, this isn't a nationally followed news source. So when they hacked the Fox News Twitter account and sent out those tweets about Obama being you know assassinated. The Secret Service got right on that, you know, because any threat against the president would get you in serious hot water. This was just, you know, juvenile fun, I suppose. So it's not really that big of a deal, but it really does leave a blemish on these two companies, and especially for Twitter. It's an an insult to them pretty much, you know, because clearly Twitter is doing something wrong when it comes to security. I, I don't want to bring up old news, but it had to be around three years ago or so, Someone managed to get into the Twitter administrator interface. The password was happiness. That's it, which is an incredibly insecure password, just happiness, which is insane when you think about it. This is a service that's being used by millions of people to send thousands of messages a day, and the admin password to get in is just one single word with no numbers, no capital letters, no special characters. And this is a black guy for Twitter. Because uh, there's talk now they're going to be introducing something called two-factor authentication, which is where instead of using just a password, you need to use a password, and then a code is sent to your phone to make sure that's actually you logging in if you're going to log in through a different computer. Which,
0: and so, start to talk mm-hmm. this, this is a great conversation. Uh, yeah. going, back, going back to the Google Glass for a second, last week we were talking about the Apple iWatch what happens if somebody eventually owns a Google Glass and Apple iWatch? Maybe they can sync the two together.
1: <laughs> I don't know if that would be officially done, considering that Apple and Google aren't the best of friends right now, but I'm sure that they're both going to have Bluetooth somehow in them. And, well, wait, what am I talking about? Like, oh, yeah, well, it'd be the thing like uh, I don't know if Apple's iWatch would sync so easily with the glass, but I'm sure someone could get Pebble to run with Google Glass, because that would be great. Because, like, it it would be kind of redundant, though, when you think about it, you know? If you get a notification on your Glass and then it appears on your watch, you know, like, I'm sure it would be a great companion device, because think of it this way. Say you're using your Glass as a camera. You could push a button on your pebble in order to take a picture, for example. Instead of, like, you want to take a secret picture or something. Instead of saying, okay, Glass, take a picture, you could just push a button on your watch you want to do, like, some spy photography or something. This is just a thought out there, you know? But it's I agree with you, though. The potential is endless. And, like Mark my words. Like, 19 days after the iPhone is released, someone already managed to hack it and do things that Apple didn't want you to do with it. As soon as these glasses go for sale, someone's going to find a way to get past whatever Google put on them and make something really cool out of them. That's a, And you're right, though. You know, it's definitely going to integrate. You know, by the time these things launch in like 2014 or something, Apple may have a smartwatch, and smartwatches may be much more common. I agree with you totally. Yeah. The yeah, features of be apps. Mm-hmm. What? Uh,
0: HTC is 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 also a member. This is according to Wikipedia, so I I guess it's true. It
1: has to be true. Well, it has to be it. true. It has to be true. If you read it on Wikipedia, it's 100% true, and it's not like someone could just went on there and posted something fake. Totally not. Continue, though. <laughs> okay.
0: ATC is a member of the Open Handset Alliance, which is a group of handset manufacturers and mobile network operators dedicated to the advancement of the Android mobile device platform. So so they're involved with in Android.
1: That's interesting. Um, oh, definitely. Like, there are many... I get. Don't quote me on this. Actually, I'm pretty sure about this. The first Android device, the first ever Android device sold to the public was by HTC. I'm pretty yeah. sure of that. If you look up the HTC Dream, which is also known as the G1, yeah. that was marketed by T-Mobile, that was the first Android smartphone that was marketed to the public. So HTC and Google's relationship has been going a long time back. And that's why, if you look at many of the flagship HTC handsets, they run on Android, you're that or Windows Phone. And the earlier runs ran off of Windows Mobile. So uh, HTC is smart. They know to split their assets, they don't put all their eggs in one basket. They have some phones that run Android, some phones that run Windows Phone. Yeah, yeah you no, know,
0: it's, also, it's also amazing is I always like to find the Apple angle related to a tech company. And, of course, Apple had to pick their beef with HTC. We were talking about patents before, and HTC in 2010 um, had an issue with Apple. Actually, Apple had an issue with them. In March of that year, Apple filed a complaint with the U.S. International Trade Commission, which runs the patents, claiming infringement of 20 of its patents covering aspects of the iPhone user interface and hardware. I can see where Apple's coming from because I guess Android has a lot of similar features, or uh, HTC phones do. And HTC disagreed with Apple's actions and reiterated its commitment to creating innovative smartphones. HTC also filed a complaint against Apple for infringing on five of its patents, and sought to ban Apple products imported into the U.S. from manufacturing facilities in Asia, Apple extended its original complaint by adding two more patents. However, on, March, on, on November 10, 2012, so just recently, near election time, Apple and HTC reached a 10-year license agreement that extends the current and future patents held by the two companies. The terms of the agreement are confidential, like Apple likes to keep everything confidential, but, John, did this surprise you that Apple would pick beef with HTC?
1: Hmm. Well, not necessarily, because it comes down to the thing. Apple, let's just say, has a history of this. Uh, way back in 1984, when the Macintosh was first released, and uh, they claimed that Microsoft was copying them with Windows from Mac OS, yeah. they, they call it like, it, this is actually getting into a bit of a legal thing right now. This would be a great topic for our sister show, Legal Docket. Which you can find right. at slash legal docket. But uh, you could, we could touch on this later on if you guys do a legal docket episode. There was something known as look and feel, which I'm pretty sure evolved into a legal term. Something shares the same look and feel as something else, and it cons- it's considered infringing on the patent. That's what Apple's trying to argue. I'm pretty sure they didn't actually win that because Windows is still on sale and it's be in at macOS many times over, but it comes down to the thing where HTC was making phone like making phones that looked a lot like Apple's iPhone. And That's Apple true. needs to try and protect. Hmm? What like is true? Apple, it's true, I believe. Like Apple needs to try and protect their property, like their intellectual property. They need to try and protect that. And the best way to do it is by suing everybody who even, like, goes so far as to copy the Apple logo. And, you know, people get on Apple for trying to protect what, their intellectual property, saying they're, too, they, they, they're way too lawsuit happy. And it comes down to the thing, you know, Apple could either let these companies walk all over them, or they could take a stand and say, hey, that's our stuff. If you don't stop copying our stuff, we are going to use the law against you. You know, and I like an aggressive company. That's just what I got to say about that. Yeah, but yeah, it's exciting. You know, I I'm pumped up right now about this. Yeah, I love talking about this kind of stuff. It's fun. But let's see. Uh, like one thing I just want to interject real quick. We're about the halfway point. Our show just a little bit above. I said I was going to talk about PS4 updates. Apparently they're displaying Mario Kart. Right now, like, uh, it was playing a ripoff of Mario Kart, apparently. I'm looking at all the tweets that are going on about this. My Twitter feed is flying right now with PS4 News. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, like, I'm I'm using my TweetBot feed right here. I got it on the corner of my screen. And the great thing about TweetBot is that it has a streaming mode where it streams all of your tweets instantly as they come in. And it's great. It's like a ticker.
0: Now, is there a Tweetbot client for um, Windows for um, for
1: all our PC users out there? I'm pretty sure it's Mac only. Well, it's it's Mac, iPhone, and iPod, iPad, uh, Mac, iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. I'm pretty sure of that. Which is, you know, like uh, I'm sure that they if they want to make a uh, a client for Windows, they could. I'm but
0: with, John, I'm comfortable with TweetDeck.
1: Or my yeah, good, as you should be. TweetDeck is a great client, you know? Uh, it got bought by Twitter now, and I think, like, uh, the review that they sent TweetBot was at the last great Mac client for Twitter because uh, they bought up Tweety, which was a former independent Twitter client and made it the official one. <laughs> then they Deck, and they made it the official pro one, and now there's really not much left. On the Mac side, just TweetBot and Twitter. Those are the two that I could think of. Uh, there was some little ones, but they pretty much died out. And uh, for Windows, have you ever heard Digsby? I think uh, What Digsby is pretty pretty good. Shh so mm-hmm. I'm Eris. I just, it's the website. On i out, check. Oh. Mm. I think, I think,
0: John's out. Uh, like, of... Yeah,
1: like that, Yeah, I think, uh, we got,
0: yeah, got, Go the got, got, choose. hopefully we can get him back in good shape. Uh, I apologize for the uh technical to for the it was just a touch on having some technical malfunctions.
1: Uh. I just have like a freeze on my hand. Could you hear me?
0: Uh hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to get you and I think I got you. Can you hear me now?
1: I mean now you hear me? Yeah, I hear you're
0: just, you're breaking up a bit. Uh,
1: Why is that happening? Uh, Do you hear yourself breaking up? I'm trying to be everything that we lost. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, are you there? We'll move back.
0: I'm here. Next story, yeah? What?
1: Yeah. Next story. <laughs> next
0: story, yes. That, that was a little fun for tonight. The, for the <laughs>
1: uh-huh. Your story, my story. Your story, my story.
0: Uh-huh. We'll go to your story next, and then we'll go to my story.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Okay, um... Let's talk about the Ray. Hello? Yeah, so getting to uh,
1: our next uh, couple of stories here. I'm um. uh, mm-hmm. a couple of stories that we have. We got them. Yeah. That be a story. will say so. Yes. Uh, help me. A little well, do our
0: that one, we just want to mention something. The Google group. For the week, it's... yeah, John. I think you're still breaking up. I think
1: you're yeah. still having. Hello. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's happening. That's weird.
0: Very weird. Yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe
1: it's Linux. Yeah, blame Linux. Let's blame Linux, why don't we, you know? We're the PC and the Mac guy. If something goes wrong, it's Linux's fault. Like, are we coming in good? <laughs> I think we're coming in good. Let's try this again. Uh, we got 20 minutes left in the show. We got uh, how many more stories to cover. We got a lot of movies left to cover on the app of the week. So let's get a move on. We got to finish this up in 20 minutes, yo. Like we ought, we ought to do your story, right? Uh, yours next. Uh, I believe you had a story about FCC and the Wi-Fi congestion. Take that away.
0: That is correct. Um, as you heard in our uh, sponsorship, we were resp- we said we were sponsored by the FCC. Don't blame me. Uh, <laughs> and. And um, yeah, so basically the story is related to um, wireless uh, wireless uh, streaming and how uh, um, mm-hmm. the FCC okay. is moving to ease Wi-Fi congestion and allowing wireless signal boosters, which. John initially thought it wasn't even illegal to begin with, but uh, the uh, the Federal Communications Commission, according to PC Magazine, which is John you might imagine and Alyssa might imagine, is one of my favorite magazines to read,
1: and one well, of my least favorites. <laughs> uh,
0: the Federal Communications Commission today officially proposed freeing up 195 megahertz. Not MSZ
1: megahertz. That's right, megahertz. Yep. As in a megahertz if you get hit by one. Ah, that's terrible. Uh, that's bad. <laughs> yep.
0: Two <laughs> hundred and ninety five megahertz of spectrum uh, to uh for these for these Wi Fi signal boosters. Um We also unveil new rules for signal boosts which amplify signals between wireless devices and wireless networks. Uh, If you're a government person or a legal docket fan, you understand why uh, why the FCC is involved with Wi-Fi because it directly relates to um, the functioning of our democracy and keeping the, the Internet free and open but also there's some things that need to be um, regulated, right, John?
1: Oh, I completely agree. It comes down to the thing where the FCC, obviously, has every right in order to take the spectrum, you know, because I don't know much about this topic, I'll admit, but I'm pretty sure the FCC is the governing body that controls who gets what spectrum and what each spectrum is used for, from what I could tell, because... uh, Correct, I'm probably very wrong about this, but uh, I'm pretty sure all this spectrum is used for all kinds of different things, not just Wi-Fi, but also for cellular service, for television broadcast, for radio broadcast, uh, CB radio. All this stuff is regulated by the FCC to make sure that doesn't conflict with each other because that would be bad. So, like, kudos to them. If they want to relieve Wi-Fi congestion, more power to them because, like, do you ever have trouble with your router where you can only get channel 1, channel 6, or channel 12, and none of them are good because your neighbors all have their own networks on their own? And, yeah, like, it's terrible, you know? I, I, like, I'm on Wi-Fi right now. and That could be why we're having so much technical difficulties before. Are you on Wi-Fi right now? I sure am. Exactly, you know. If we both had hardline connections through Ethernet or something, it would go a lot smoother than this. <laughs> but, like, I remember someone told me this. When you think about it, it's really crazy. We are literally sending our voice and all kinds of data through the air and through. These wires all over the world. And someone in Japan could be listening to us right now, even though it's probably like four AM there. But the point yeah. still stands. It's crazy when you think about it. I was wrong, it's nine fourteen in Japan. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so we're doing like Gangnam style.
1: You know? Oh, 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 bad I, I one thing actually for now I wanted to tell you that we can actually close the book on since you talked about it last week. I finally watched the Harlem Shake. And, and I love you, it. It's funny. I love it.
0: It's like, it's like out of nowhere, they start dancing.
1: That's actually really funny. I like it a lot. You know, I know we're not really talking about tech, but this is Internet culture. And I felt it, you know, wand, it made sense. If Because last week, I didn't watch it. I'm usually not the fastest to catch on to these kind of things. And I thought, oh, great, this is going to be another stupid meme or whatever, you know. But I watched it, and it, it's really funny. You know, and you're we talking about AMAs last week. The guy who made that song did AMA a couple of days ago on Reddit. And people asked him, what's it like having your song featured like this in all these videos? I think they said like 11,000 YouTube videos are now featuring this song doing the Harlem Shake, which is pretty funny. It, it's crazy, though, how something like this could spread so virally. I love it. But, yeah. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Moving on to next story, though, my story. We're going to talk about one more story, just a little minor story. Then we're going to get to our big finale, the app of the week. Next story. What's that, <laughs> our next story, our good old Yahoo, which hasn't been that hot lately. Only big news with it is you know, Marissa Meyer from Google moved over. Now's the head honcho there. Let's see how she does. She's made some changes with Flickr, which is great. Flickr's going to make a comeback and go head to head with it, Facebook go on Instagram. And now for well, the John,
0: mail. I, I want well, to interrupt on. you for, for a quick second. Uh-huh. Um, according to the PC magazine, which always likes to uh, get on Apple, uh, the BlackBerry 10 browser, which we discussed on our first show back, we talked about BlackBerry 10, not the browser, they say the BlackBerry 10 browser smokes iOS 6, and, and they're also saying Windows Phone 8 in comparison tests. So what do you think about that?
1: That's interesting. Like, uh, I don't know if uh, having a faster browser is enough to push BlackBerry over, but I'll make a parallel. Remember way back before the iPhones released how terrible mobile browsers were? Like, you wanted oh, to browse your phone, uh, browse the web on your phone, It was the teeny tiny little baby web and you had to like wait for like two minutes for a little Facebook login page to load. And it was crazy. Now, like in 2007, Apple completely revolutionized the industry and introduced the big Safari browser on your iPhone. Now you can see any page you want as if you were looking at on desktop. Yeah, the
0: the only problem, I'm hoping the number you asked me, you asked my thoughts, on the iPhone 5s and what I would like to see in it.
1: Uh huh. What's that?
0: I would like to see uh, the, the ability to see more uh, windows in Safari on the iPhone because right now you can only see up to eight windows. You got to close them, reopen them. So you can only see up to eight windows in Safari. Why? Why is that? Do you think? Well, it's kind of the
1: thing where like uh, the uh, the iPad actually has similar restriction to that. I think it was limited to, like, nine tabs that you can have open. And they've upgraded it recently, like, 20 or so. But it comes down to the thing, honestly, why do you need that many tabs open at all? It slows down the phone if you have that many open at the same time, yeah?
0: I get that. I get that. But Yeah,
1: because, like, it's not that they well, can't I, I do it. Well, I guess they're trying to limit their users. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Like, think of it this way. Say they had so you can open as many tabs as you want. People would start complaining, saying, why is my phone running so slow? Because you've got 2,000 tabs open, you know? they got to put some limits on it. I, I'll admit, I'll admit, 8 is a little low. But what's stopping you from using Chrome? If you get the Chrome browser for iPhone, it lets you have unlimited tabs, I think.
0: Yeah, how about Dolphin?
1: I, I'm not sure about Dolphin's limit, though. I think Dolphin's the same way. I don't know if they're unlimited, but I know it's way more than stock Safari. Chrome, Dolphin, uh, there's another one that I've been playing with lately, a really cool browser, uh, Mercury Browser, which is really cool. It It's like 99 cents, but it's really cool. It does a lot of, kind of a lot of cool stuff. It syncs with Firefox bookmarks, and that's why I like it. But, yeah, like, how do you even get onto that topic? In that tech? Oh, yeah, well, yeah, the browser. I think that BlackBerry, if they could prove... At their browser, it runs, sm- well, it runs rings and blows smoke around – not blows smoke. If this browser runs rings around the other major browsers, then I think that they have a chance. Because the way it's looking right now, I don't know if they do. I still hold by my commitment they have 18 months to live. And if they don't make some serious changes and start seeing some serious growth, then I, don't, I think they're done. That's just me. But, yeah, back moving on, back to our original story I want to talk about for two seconds. It's really not much of a story. You can go look at it and see the full story yourself. Go to Yahoo.com right now. They have a brand-new version of their homepage. It's much cleaner, and I'm sure that it had Marissa's approval on it. And it looks great. They got rid and of it, lots of it. And did you think Yahoo got
0: any uh, um, encouragement or advice or uh, insight from Dig?
1: They, like, I think that's actually a very valid point because it's, it's happening now where modern web design, at least in 2013, is going for simple. It's going for white space, lots and lots of white space, minimal use of color. And I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that personally, but that's just where it's going. And I definitely see some inspiration in the new Yahoo homepage for more minimal, minimalistic sites like Dig and like Google and I don't like. I don't think that's a bad thing because I remember the Yahoo homepage used to be absolutely terrible. And five years ago, when both AOL and Yahoo redesigned their homepages, there was controversy as they looked exactly the same, down to the logo, the logo placement and the well, sidebar placement. Just
0: a quick thing I thought of: what's the name of that website you can go back in time and see what a website looked like? Um, You're
1: thinking of the Web Archive, which you could find web at archive.org which is an amazing site. If you guys actually want to check that out, that's actually a really good... That's a great idea. If you want to see what the Yahoo homepage looked like way back in 1998 or so, or when I'm talking to... Actually, it has it back to 1996, which is insane. If you want to look at the Yahoo homepage from October 17th, 1996, you could do that. Wow, look at this. Like, are you looking at this? I'll send you the link, and I wish you guys could see it. But... You guys, uh, just go to archive.org, type in Yahoo, go back to 1996, and look at how baby it looked. It was just a search bar and some links. That's crazy. And compare it to what it is now. That's amazing. I know. Isn't it crazy? It looks like Google, you know? Google wasn't even in existence yet when this was happening, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah? I mean,
0: and, and the Yahoo logo is
1: crazy, wow. Um, I know, it's red. I don't, I, the Yahoo logo hasn't been red in years. Now it's purple. I mean, all, the, the
0: Yahoo site kind of looks like Craigslist
1: <clears throat> a little bit. <laughs> it does. Like, the, the thing about Craigslist is that Craigslist hasn't changed in, like, 12 years, you know? Yeah. But uh, did you see something cool, though? I just want to mention this, and then we'll get to the app of the week. Craigslist paid big money to get a hold of CL.com. So if you want C-L? to go Craigslist now, CL. If you go to letter C, letter L, .com, you'll get to Craigslist. And they came big- mm-hmm.
0: Who owned it?
1: Yeah, I, I I don't know who owned it, but they bought it from them, whoever it was, and now they own CL.com, which is great.
0: That's awesome.
1: It's awesome. But, yeah, enough about this. Let's move on to our favorite segment of the week. You know what that is, called? Uh App of the Week. That's right, the app of the week. I'm so excited for this because we have a theme going, and that theme is weather. You want to know what's going on outside, but you feel too lazy to peek your head out and look out that window? Don't fret. You could get an app on your phone to do that for you. Let's see. So, who can, like, let's each cover if you're not one, already
0: satisfied with the
1: free weather app. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to mention that. like oh,
0: oh, uh, Android, I'm sure Android, John, you can mention this, has a free app, right?
1: I'll give you that, yeah. Like, I know there's a built-in weather app on the iPhone, and I hear it's okay. And, I like, I'm pretty sure there's a built-in weather widget. There actually is. There's a built-in weather widget on the Android phones, which is yeah, all
0: right. Well, when I showed John my iPhone, he was surprised at how many, um, how many uh, countries – and and cities I have listed,
1: uh, <laughs> I honestly didn't know you could put that many, which I think is crazy. But yeah. like I, have, I I'll admit though I have the same thing like uh, on my iPad the, the built-in clock app has built-in weather, so I have like 15 cities that I have that I've never been to before, but I just like having them like Seoul, Beijing, Tokyo, Canberra, Johannesburg, places like that. But yeah, the apps of the week. Let's talk about those. If you aren't satisfied with the built in apps and you're longing for something more, like I don't like I want a detailed forecast. I didn't want just the temperature. I want to know what it was going to be. So I did some searching and I found my favorite new weather app for iPhone and iPad. Check out Fahrenheit by the guys at ITWC. It's there's a free version which I think has ads, and there's one for ninety nine cents, which is the full enchilada. And it's really cool. If you guys want to check it out, just search for Fahrenheit and you'll find it. And the cool feature about it, the coolest feature, is that on the home screen, it has a little red number that changes based on the temperature. So you don't even have to open the app in order to see the temperature is. Isn't that cool?
0: That's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome.
1: It's so cool. And, oh, yeah, like if you don't like that one, if you're more of a Celsius person, the same – app developer makes an app called Celsius that does the same thing, except in Celsius. It's also 99 cents. And yeah, like, uh, I covered the iOS one, which is kind of funny, since I have an Android device. Would you like to cover the Android one, clause? Uh
0: I'm okay with that. Yeah, let's talk about the Android device. The Android uh, choice for weather is one weather from one louder, and it's mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. So you,
1: don't,
0: you don't have to go to the Android... What is the App Store called on Android? App Store?
1: They call uh, it, they used to be called the Android Market, but now it's called the Play Store. The Play and,
0: Store, that sounds like Google Play.
1: I it that's the thing, that's where it comes from. Google Play. The Play Store. Oh,
0: yeah. No wonder, mm-hmm. I'm checking out right now. It's anyway, cool. I isn't wonder it? is mm-hmm. the most loved weather app on Google Play at four and a half stars. No weather app has a higher rating among users. And reviewers have heat on the praise as well. Why do they love it? In one word, design. So I guess design is a big factor here for the Android people. Uh, the app has a simple yet beautiful interface that makes the weather elegant and fun. This UI, what does UI stand for, Mr. Tech Guy?
1: User interface.
0: <laughs> User interface combined with a powerful set of weather tools makes this app number one. I should also be the tech guy. I should know that. Coming from a Windows
1: you'll guy. You'll learn. You'll learn. You'll learn.
0: When it comes to weather apps, you have lots of choices. Why not choose the best? Download One one Weather for free and judge for yourself. This is cool. They even have YouTube videos you can check it out on.
1: Oh, yeah. That's actually one of my favorite things. I just want, We're about to close out in like two minutes or so. I want to yeah. mention that. Since Google owns YouTube, they allow developers of apps to put a YouTube video right on the page listing for their app so you could see a video of it, which is really cool. Yeah. The iTunes store doesn't do that. They allow you to do videos except for music videos and movies. You can't do that on app, which would be smart, actually. But yeah, yeah it's great. We covered pretty much everything, and we ended a minute short. That's fabulous. You got anything else to say, Claus? I
0: think uh, I want to, for any of our Jewish listeners out there, uh, there's a Jewish holiday coming up on Sunday uh, called Purim, so I wish them a happy holiday.
1: hmm Happy and Purim to everybody. What? Happy Purim to everybody. Of course, of course. That's the one where you dress up and eat hamantashen, right? Yes, that's the one. That's such a great holiday. I'm so excited. And I hope to all of our Jewish friends out there who are listening, definitely. And, hey, you're a non-Jewish friend. You can celebrate it, too. Why not? Dress up and eat hamantashen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And, uh, yeah, so I just want to go over, um, before we close out, I just want to go over something real quick um, once I get it open here.
1: You got um, 26 seconds. <laughs>
0: yes. Our show has gone from nine live and 767 archive to 12 live, so we gained three more yes. for a 60 60- And uh, more in the archive, check check us out next time. Klossman, the PC guy, out.
1: And John, the Mac guy, out. And we wish you all good night and good luck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Good night.
1: Exactly.